Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. Hope Covenant, would you put your hands together for those that are watching online? Listening on the podcast, we consider it an honor to have you with us, and we say it every week. If you're ever in the Charlotte area, we want to encourage you to stop on by, and we'll make you feel right at home. Let's pray this morning. I want to welcome the Holy Spirit, and I want to dig right into the heart of God, the apple of God's eye, the nation of Israel, and why we stand with Israel, why we support Israel, why as a church we will never back down off of one of the most important topics there is right now, and it's not widely being preached in church, and I'm going to get into why that is and why churches have, have actually ignored this subject and why, um, why it's not discussed as often as it needs to be. But Holy Spirit, we welcome you this morning. We welcome your revelation. We welcome your, your, your voice speaking to us clearly, and we open our ears and we open our hearts to you, and we ask you to speak clearly. We thank you, God. We are not going to hold back a blessing. We're going to stand with the nation of Israel. We're going to stand with your very heart, the apple of your eye. And Lord, this morning, I thank you that there would be clear revelation as to your heart and why you say the things that you say in Jesus' name. If you believe that this morning, would you shout amen? amen. Don't hold back a blessing. Now, I want to explain this to you. There is a, an antichrist spirit. There is the antichrist that as we draw closer and closer to the end, you will see that on the rise. If you turn on Fox or CNN or whatever your news network is, I don't care, you will notice this is a constant subject that's being discussed, and you would think that it's a battle in the natural, but it actually is a very spiritual battle that you're seeing manifest in the natural right now. You are watching a fulfillment of prophecy and scripture we can't not talk about this as a church because we're drawing near. I believe we're in the last seconds of the last seconds of the last seconds. I believe that with all my heart. Now, the Bible says that no man knows the, the day or the hour. So I'm not claiming that that's even in my lifetime, although I'm believing how many of you know I'm, I'm ready. Like, Lord, when you want to do this, let's go. I'm also equally grateful for all those that are saved from an eternity of hell. And every day that we go by, I thank God for his mercy, and I thank God that he knows so much better than I do, and his times and his ways are perfect. Can I get an amen? amen. How many of you know that the Lord's time and his ways are perfect? I want to say that over your situation and over things that you're staring with, that his times and his ways are perfect. I believe the greatest lie right now that the American church is experiencing and is walking through is being distracted from the kingdom purposes of God, meaning that we get stuck in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we're, we're doing our thing, but are we doing God's thing and are we focused on the timing? It's important to know the times. It's important. The Bible calls it being sober-minded to be focused on where we are and, what God, what are you doing? What is going on in your kingdom? Yeah. 
what in the world is going on in the world? But our specific situations, John Maxwell calls it the tyranny of the urgent, many times are constantly distracting us from the things that are actually the most important. For example, I go to Starbucks and the person across from me is struggling. But I neglect to minister to them because I'm more focused on my issues. I was tested in this area this morning myself. As there were some things that were coming up against me that I was dealing with. And I know that the ministry of what God wants to say in and through me is the most important thing. And the enemy would love nothing less than to put a gag on me or on you. How many of you know it's important to know what's, what's coming up against you and the reason why? Listen, I'm preaching to myself always. Just know that. But don't hold back a blessing. I want to focus on this. One of the first promises in the Bible is given to Abram, who God appointed to be a blessing to the whole earth. And this is important. Track with me here. Some of this is not going to make sense until we get to the revelation of this. But God called Abram to be a blessing to the entire earth. It's going to make sense in a minute. Not only did God tell this patriarch that he would receive a good land and have many children, but he also promised Abraham or Abram, who became Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. How many of you want to claim on, cling on to that and claim that for yourself? Do you know that that actually transfers down to you because the Bible says no weapon formed up against you can prosper? every tongue that speaks out against you be careful be careful be careful about speaking out against men and women of God be careful about speaking out against anyone the speech of our mouth the Lord's trying to clean it up right now it it matters especially in this day in the hour if you in this hour if you want to carry authority man be careful The Bible says that a double-minded person receives nothing of the Lord, so you can't speak life and death. You can speak life and death, but you don't want to speak death when you should be speaking life out of that same mouth in the wrong moment. Amen? You have the ability to curse things that need to be cursed in the name of Jesus, but you got to be careful the words that come out of your mouth. In Genesis 12, verses 1 to 3, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred, and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Understand, there's a a purpose to this. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. It's an incredible promise. So God's saying here, God will favor those who favor Abram and set himself against those who oppose Abram. Like me, you probably want God's blessing and God's favor on your life. Amen? So this verse gives us the secret to obtaining that blessing. We just need to bless Abram. Now, you're going to understand why this is so key right here. I'm going to get there. Abram, later named Abraham, died some 4,000 years ago. So one might think that it's no longer possible to bless him. But that's not the case. The promise to Abraham 
was passed down through Isaac, his son, and then to his grandson, Jacob. So you have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You've probably heard that, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So you have Abraham, the grandfather, Isaac, the son, and then you have Jacob, the grandson. That's the lineage there. Now, I'm trying to connect the dots. I'm going somewhere with this, explaining the nation of Israel here. And the reason why there is a blessing that transforms, what does it have to do with Israel? What is, well, I don't, I don't get this. You're going to get it in a minute. Genesis 27, verses 26 to 29. I'm going to read this out of the ESV. Then his father Isaac said to him, this is Jacob that Isaac is talking to. I'm sorry, this is Jacob, yeah, that Isaac is talking to. He says, come near and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him. And Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him and said, see, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be everyone who blesses you. So of all the nations that a nation could be an ally of, Israel is the most important because it is the apple of God's eye. You guys tracking with me there? So you can read this story in Numbers 24. If you want to do that on your own, I'm not going to go there today. Numbers 24, if you're taking notes, really spells that out about how that all took place there. Genesis 32, verses 26 to 28. Then the man said, this is God speaking through an angel. Let me go forth, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So Jacob is demanding a blessing right there. The man asked him, what's your name? And he said, Jacob. And then the man said, you will no longer be Jacob, but your name will be Israel because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. How many of you know Israel was struggling then and it's struggling now with humans? So Jacob, the blessing came, Abram, then became Abraham, He got named, renamed Abraham. Then you have Isaac, his son, and then Jacob. This blessing transfers down, and then Jacob became named Israel. And then the 12 tribes of Israel all birthed out of Jacob. Y'all catching this? So the blessing goes right to Israel. Y'all seeing this? That's why we stand with the nation of Israel. That's not the case for Palestine. That's the case for Israel. Now, God loves every person. He breathed life into all of us. So that's not that God is discriminating, but there is a blessing on the nation of Israel, which is why there's an antichrist spirit that attacks Israel. And then Israel gets blamed when they defend themselves. Y'all seeing that? And there's a spirit that's trying to turn it around on Israel. But greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. No weapon formed against Israel will prosper. You want a blessing? You bless Israel. Because then God will bless you. We just read that. 
So Israel had struggled with, they, they had humans they struggled with then, and it's happening right now. And this is an incredible fulfillment of prophecy. Um, it's, it's so exciting to live in today and see what's going on. As the church, we shouldn't be afraid, but overwhelmed with joy and excitement and anticipation over the fulfillment of scripture and ultimately the coming of the Lord. But I've gotten a lot of questions why we stand with Israel. In fact, we've even, we've even had some interesting uh, texts and emails and things coming into the church Facebook account about, well, you know, you're, you're, you're a hater. And, and it's like, no, 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 I'm going to explain this to you. There's a blessing that's released when you stand with God and his ways. And his ways are that you bless his nation and his people. And that's why we do this. It's one of the most important things we can do as a church. Churches are backing off of this, and there's this demonic theology called replacement theology. The saying Israel's been replaced. And we, we're grafted in as the church, but we do not replace Israel. We're grafted in, but we don't replace what God said in Scripture. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and his word is everlasting. And I, I've come here today to rebuke that theology. Very few people will even name it and talk about it. But how many of you know that there isn't freedom unless you speak truth? That's right. There isn't blessing unless you side with truth. That's, right. That's where the blessing is. So we've got to talk about this. So God is going to bless those who bless Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Israel which means he's going to bless Israel. And this promise was never and never will be withdrawn. It must come to pass, which means it's still in force today. So does the God of Israel still exist today? Let's turn to Zechariah, and this is my closing verse. Zechariah 2, and I'm going to read verses 7 to 8 out of the Amplified. Here's Zion, it's Jerusalem, escape you who are living with the daughter of Babylon. For thus says the Lord of hosts, after glory he sent me against the nations which plunder you. For he who touches you touches the apple of God's eye. Man, that's powerful. There's, I think it was, the count was 250, I think by Friday. There were some Muslim men that on one night had us the same dream and saw the face of Jesus and came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because of a dream that happened this this happened this week all 250 is the count right now and it's probably more than that all of them had the same dream on the same night how many of you know that God can change things just like that that's why Israel, I believe, is, is Israel the size of New Jersey, is it? As far as the, so, so think about the size of that, that powerful nation, the size of New Jersey. I, it's funny because we used to live in New Jersey, and which is probably one of the largest Jewish residential areas in the nation. I think New York is number one and New Jersey might be number two. Probably California is number three. Um, but I, I think, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but I, th that doesn't matter. Those are semantics. N nonetheless, 
Jersey was always used as a geographical explanation as to the size of Israel. It's the size. It's a very small nation. But think about if all these nations that come against it, it's the size of a state in our entire nation, and it supernaturally has lasted the test of time, not only lasted, but leading as far as national security, our nation and our military goes to the state of New Jersey's size nation for training. Think about that. It's supernatural. It's, a, it's proof that God's blessing is on this nation. You're literally watching an, a miraculous thing take place day after day after day after day. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. And we have to, as a church, get you go, again, Pastor Adam, I got so many things going on in my life. And, and uh, if only you knew what I'm going through right now. And you're talking about Israel. I don't understand. It's Christmas time. Why can't you just talk about the three wise men and little baby Jesus? And why, why would you focus on this right now? Because y'all, if you could get this straight, I believe everything in your life was straight now. Because there's a blessing that's released. Which is why I named this message, Don't Hold Back a Blessing. If you want to be blessed, you've got to get the kingdom mindset of what matters to God's heart. You need to pull close to Jesus and you will gain conviction over this subject and go, oh, okay, I get it. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that when I stand with, with your principles and, and when I stand on your word and when I get this straight, it's so important that I understand the time I'm living in. Not distracted by Santa Claus, but understanding Jesus and his heart and the kingdom. I'm not, I'm not, listen, I think Santa Claus is cute. I get it. We're going to get Hope's picture taken with Santa Claus. I get all that. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer or a Scrooge in this moment. Not trying to, I, I, I'm just trying to get you to understand what's going on right now is so important. The church has got to wake up. His kingdom first. His kingdom first. It sets everything straight and in order in our lives. So that's why I would insert this in December in this moment. But I, I, I was getting a lot of questions about this subject and why we have this stance. And honestly, uh, as, as we grow as a church, I, I plan on even having an American flag and a, an Israeli flag next to each other. Because I, I believe that it's important that North Carolina understands we're going to stand with God and his principles in the nation of Israel. Because as we get closer to his return, that scope of the apple of his eye, it gets narrower and narrower, narrower actually. You got to watch the nation of Israel to understand the times. And right now, what they're going through, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of people want to skip that over. And a lot of, a lot of churches are saying, you know, we're going to just focus on, on Jesus. And we're just going to focus on, on doing our, our, our normal services. And we're, we're not going to get into that. And it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're missing the mark. You're missing the mark. If we're going to celebrate Jesus and his birthday and his birth and, 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 and we're going to really go for it, the most important thing we can do is focus on the very apple of, of his eye. In this season, we've got to understand there's a lot going on. There's a lot of distractions going on around us. And in order for us to truly have peace that surpasses understanding, we've got to get the principles of God straight in our lives. Can't have one without the other. And I just, 
I feel this message is so important. I feel an urgency. And, and I was praying about what week to do it. And even while I was here today, I, I, I saw and I was discerning so many issues in, in so many of your lives. And I, I wanted to minister to them. And I felt the Lord say, no, you need to speak this message because this is how we deal with things. You got to rise above and understand the principles of his kingdom. So this wasn't a lengthy message, but I wanted you to understand the, the lineage Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then Jacob becomes the name Israel. And then this blessing is passed down. Right now, so much going on in the news. And there were some hostages that were released this week. And I watched some videos of what's going on over there. And while we're going about our normal business, this nation is really being attacked. Maybe you feel like well, everybody's going about their normal business. I'm being attacked. Well, maybe you can relate a little bit to the nation of Israel. How, how, how do we stand with Israel? We pray. I'm supporting them financially. We are as a church supporting them financially. I want to encourage you to get behind things that are pro-Israel and really do your research. You can, we'll give a way to do that here at this church. We'll, we'll give you away over the next few weeks. The apple of God's eye. The apple of God's eye. You guys get this? You understand it? I don't want to hold back a blessing. I want the blessing of God over my life. But we as a church will never deviate from this. We'll never deviate from this. Lord, we stand for what you stand for. We stand for what you stand for. I thank you, God, that you're releasing a blessing over every one of us. We declare the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in this place that we stand for you and for your principles and your kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you believe that, would you shed amen? If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.